Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Where is Zion Foster? I just threw in a dumpster in the cold without a coat. <laughs> that means that my baby was crushed in the process of how trash is taken. The East Point teen has not been seen since early January, and for the last five weeks, a Macomb County landfill has been ground zero. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The Zion Foster story has gripped Metro Detroit for the last seven months. The 17-year-old was last seen January 4th in the evening, leaving her mother's home and getting into the car with her 23-year-old cousin, Jalen Brazier. Here's WWJ reporter Ryan Marshall back on May 12th. The search for 17-year-old missing teen Zion Foster of East Point is now officially a recovery effort. Zion went missing in January after going out with her 23-year-old cousin Jalen Brazier. Her mom filed a missing persons report. Police questioned Jalen. He initially said he didn't know what happened, but then was charged with lying to police, admitted in court that he killed and dumped her body in a dumpster. Although this case is still active and ongoing, that dumpster police believe was then brought to the Lenox Township landfill and that's where we are right now chief white says with the help of the landfill company they've narrowed down where they believe zion's body could be in all of that trash they say those recovery efforts will start in just a few weeks we're in lennox township in macomb county i'm ryan marshall wwj news radio 950 ryan referred to chief white that would be detroit chief of police james white detroit is the lead in this investigation ryan also mentioned jalen brazier zion's cousin after initially denying any involvement in Zion's disappearance, Jalen claims he and his cousin had been smoking weed. He got up, left the room, and when he came back, he insists he thought Zion had died, and then he panicked. It was at that point he decided to put her in a car and then unloaded her body into a dumpster. And he is so fearful. God, please don't let my baby be dead. Please, God, don't let my baby be just thrown away like she's nothing. What if you were so high, you didn't know she was alive, and you just threw her in a dumpster in the cold without a coat? <laughs> and if that's the case, that means that my baby was crushed in the process of how trash is taken and picked up and placed in the landfill where she will never be found.
That heartbreak you hear right there is from March of this year, and that heartbreak belongs to Zion's mother, Sierra Milton, who was making a victim impact statement in a Macomb County courtroom where Jalen Brazier was sentenced to between one and four years in state prison for lying to police officers during the investigation of a violent crime. Brazier maintains that while he did panic, he does not know how she died. And for what it's worth, he accepted a plea using what's called nolo contendere. That's a Latin phrase meaning, I do not wish to contend. Basically, it's a way to plead guilty to a crime without admitting guilt. So he's still holding on to the I don't know what happened idea. Jalen will be eligible for parole in December of 2023, but his current release date is set for January of 2026. Now the question is, did Zion's cousin, Jalen Brazier, simply find her dead on the night of January 4th, or was there more to it than that? If you ask Zion's mother, Sira, Jalen's behavior leads her to believe that he knows more than he's letting on, which she says is salt in her wound. It seems like more than just a panic. It seems like you did something or you gave something. Because why, if you love her? And she says that she loves you and she always does. And you say that you love her, then why? How is it that someone that can love someone could just dispose of them in trash? Like she's nothing. Just, and then come with me and post flyers and reach out to me and tell me. I don't know. I know you're looking for Zion, but I don't know. I haven't seen her. I haven't spoke to her. I don't know why she would use me. This cannot be rectified. You have caused such distinction that it's hard to trust a family at all. And now my babies are even more isolated. Because how can I trust family when family is one who did this? Sira mentioned other children. Zion was the oldest of six. Things like that are often forgotten in stories like this. Yes, Zion Foster is a victim. But she was so much more than just a victim. She was a big sister. She was a senior at East Point High. She was bound for things like the prom, graduation, and college. See, until the 4th of January, Zion was a regular teenager in the best way possible. If Zion's disappearance was not hard enough on her mother and siblings, the notion that a family member had something to do with it has been unbearable. Here's Zion's mom one more time. His mother said, my baby wouldn't lie to me. And so now everybody is suffering. My children are suffering. And they have to grow up knowing that their cousin, that their cousin did something this awful and that their big sister isn't there anymore. And we have so many events and so many life, life changes that are happening now. My, my son came to his house and he didn't recognize him, but my son was so angry and he just knocked at the door and was like, is Zion here? Is Zion here? You could have came and said something. I will ask the question again, where is Zion? All we know is her cousin admitted to putting her in a dumpster back in January. So the next part of this story takes place in the only solid waste dump in Macomb County.
The Detroit police are leading the effort to recover Zion's body, and they've narrowed down the Pine Tree Acres landfill in Lenox Township is where they think she is. But the problem is, at least one of them, is about 7,500 tons of garbage are dumped into the landfill's 148-acre dumping site every day. On May 31st, DPD began what they're calling a two-phase operation. In the first phase, the search team used heavy machinery to clear a 100 by 100 foot area. The goal there, to get deeper into the trash pile. Like, how did they figure that out? How did they hone in on that 100 by 100 foot spot? DPD says they found a piece of mail in that area from Detroit from around the time that Zion went missing. Here is Police Chief James White back on June 7th before phase two began. I could not be prouder of those officers that are in an actual pit of a dump site, roaming through garbage, looking for this baby. And, um, you know, I hope we find her. 90 degree days in a Tyvek suit, you can only imagine, in a dump yard that's already filled with gases. And it is crazy. It is amazing. And I've never seen anything like this. We've never done anything like this. But the fact that they volunteer to go out there, I could not be proud. We're going to do something really special for them when this is over regardless of the outcome, but we certainly want to bring that child home to her family so she can get a proper burial and the people responsible can be held accountable. The extremely tedious search for Zion is now in its fifth week. Phase two is now underway in the space below the original search area. It takes at least 70 first responders each day working in shifts to execute. And now there's a new problem. The bills are beginning to pile up. In fact, it costs about 500 bucks a day to just feed the search party. A dollar amount cannot be put on a human life, and you heard the desperation in Sierra's voice, Zion's mother, as she seeks closure. But the landfill is massive, like I said, and as difficult as it is, Chief White says they will continue to evaluate the search efforts and they will use what they learn to decide what the next step will be, though there is no guarantee that there will be another step. Just to give you a little background, after each phase, we, we brief out on what we found, how it's going, how many people got sick, how many people are injured, all those things that we don't release out. And then we make an assessment on how the dig is going, how deep we are into the dump site, and then sadly, the likelihood of recovery. And as you can imagine, the longer we're there, those kinds of questions shift a little bit and answers to those questions, I should say, shift a little bit. But if we find her, it's all worth it. But at some point, we're going to have to make a tough assessment as to if it's really netting the value that we thought at this point. I'll repeat the words with which we opened. Where is Zion Foster? We simply don't know. Nobody does. Will she ever be found? We don't know that either. And until she is found, justice and closure will continue to elude her and her family. A big thank you to WWJ's Ryan Marshall. This episode leaned heavily on his reporting. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the work of our digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for local news on demand 24-7, including the latest on the search for Zion Foster. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear from you. Drop us an email at dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.